this is Leo and a big welcome back to the Sound Museum, the music podcast that explores that personal connection we all have with the music that we listen to. Firstly, thank you so much for choosing the Sound Museum to listen to. I've got a great episode planned for this week. And we're going back to the 90s, guys. We're going back to the 90s where Eurodance ruled the airwaves and ruled the charts. We are celebrating the 90s band Ace of Bass. So before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And you can catch up on any past episodes you may have missed on your chosen podcast provider whether that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Amazon, heaps of different providers out there. So wherever you find the Sound Museum, I hope you really enjoy the podcast. Now, the reason why I chose the 90s and celebrating Ace of Bass for this podcast episode was because back in the day in the 90s, I was actually working in Kmart And I was working in the sound and vision department. And around that time, we had the Eurovision dance explosion that came in through Ace of Bass and then the likes of LaBouche, Real McCoy, No Mercy, Corona, Venga Boys, really popular acts in the 90s. And we sold truckloads of CDs at that time. So I thought for this podcast episode, let's celebrate 90s dance with Ace of Bass. Now, before we get into the music of Ace of Bass, a bit of a background on the band. They consisted of siblings, Jonas, also known as Joker, Lynn and Jenny Bergren, and their friend Irv Ekberg. Now, the original lineup was formed in late 1990, with the group named Ace of Bass in early 1991, after Irv, also known as Buddha, saw a motorhead song, Ace of Spades, on MTV, hence the name Ace of Bass. The band began working with Scottish record producer John Ballard, who was based in Sweden at the time. In July 1991, Klaus Landing at Telegram Records arranged for the band to record a new version of their song, Wheel of Fortune, for a budget of just 30,000 Swedish kroner, which at the time was about 4,000 Australian dollars. So the band went to the newly renovated studios to record a new version of the track but at the time Klaus did not offer them a recording contract. Mega Records in Denmark bought the master tape from Klaus for 34,000 Swedish kroner, nearly 5,000 Australian dollars and the Ace of Base journey began. Both Jonas, Joker and Irv, Buddha, composed the lyrics, music and produced most of the tracks on the debut album. As I mentioned before, in the 90s, at the height of grunge and techno, which dominated the charts and airwaves, Ace of Bass had their own sound, and it was the start of the Eurodance craze that would soon sweep the world. So let's get into the music from Ace of Bass, kicking things off with their debut single, This Is Wheel of Fortune. At the 
time, Mega Records first serviced the track to Swedish radio and clubs in early 1992, but it failed to gain traction. The label then decided to release the song in Denmark. After releasing the song to media three times, it was third time lucky for the band. In Denmark, the single debuted at number six in July 1992, and eventually it would peak at number two in October. Wheel of Fortune reached number one in Norway, number two in Israel and the Netherlands. Also reached the top ten in Austria, Belgium, Germany, Spain and Switzerland, and top 20 in Finland, Iceland and Ireland. The track was the second single in the UK, reaching number 20. Now before we go on with the singles that were to come from Ace of Base, they were released around the world at different times. For example, Wheel of Fortune was the second single in the UK, but the first single obviously in Sweden and Denmark. And that was quite common in the 90s. Different territories got different singles at different times. Let's move on to the official second single from Ace of Base, and this was a track that went worldwide. was the track All That She Wants. Joker and Buddha co-produced the track with Dennis Pop. All That She Wants was released late August 1992 and reached number one in Denmark with Wheel of Fortune still sitting at number two on their charts. All That She Wants would also reach number one here in Australia, Canada, Austria, Belgium, Germany for eight weeks, Greece, Iceland, Italy, Spain, Switzerland, and the UK. The track reached number two in the US, Norway, France, and Ireland, and number three in New Zealand, the Netherlands, and Sweden. All That She Wants has sold more than 3.7 million copies worldwide. So after two hit singles under their belts, Ace of Base was a happy nation. Happy nation. was Happy Nation. In many countries, this was the third single from the album, released in December 1992. Not as successful as All That She Wants, but charted well in Europe. The track reached number one in Denmark, France, Finland and Israel. Top 10 in Sweden, Austria, Belgium, Germany, Netherlands and Norway. Number 22 in New Zealand, number 40 in the UK and number 80 here in Australia. So we've had three singles from Ace of Base. Let's move on to the debut album, Happy Nation. Keen to get an album released in time for Christmas, the debut album, Happy Nation, was released on the 2nd of November, 1992 in Denmark. The album was picked up by Polygram Records and the album was doing some serious business in parts of Europe. Happy Nation, the album, reached number one in Germany, Hungary, Norway, Portugal and New Zealand. 
number two in the Netherlands, Finland and Switzerland, and number three in Austria, Sweden and Scotland. Behind the scenes, Mega Records couldn't secure a deal for the US market for Ace of Base, but when legendary music mogul Clive Davis heard all that she wants while on vacation, he wanted to sign the band for a license deal in the US. The album Happy Nation was tweaked for the US market, adding three new songs and renaming the album The Sign. The album was released in November 1993. The album reached number one in the US and it was so successful at the time it remained in the top three on the Billboard chart for 26 weeks. The album was also reissued in Europe and Down Under, retitled Happy Nation, the US version. Let's move on to the next single from the album. This is another worldwide smash, The Sign. and music by Joker and by the Joker and Buddha co-producer track with Dennis Pop and Douglas Carr. The single of a sign was released in Europe in November 1993 and in the US in December 1993, reaching number one in the US for six non-consecutive weeks. It also reached number one in 14 countries including Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Germany and Denmark. It also reached number two in Sweden and the UK. The Sign was the number one single of 1994 on the US Hot 100. When you look at the top singles of 1994, interestingly at number nine is All That She Wants and number 10 was the next single Don't Turn Around. Ace of Bass had three songs in the end of year charts in the US for 1994, an amazing achievement for a Swedish band. The next single was a cover version and included in the US version of the album. This is Don't Turn Around. Don't turn around. One of the new songs recorded for the US version of the album. This was a cover version previously done by Tina Turner and then as well. The track was co-written by hitmaker Diane Warren with Albert Hammond. Don't Turn Around reached number one in Canada, number four in the US, five in the UK, eight in New Zealand and number 19 in Australia. And once again, it was a top 10 hit right across Europe. Let's move on to the final single from the debut album. This is Living in Danger. Danger. 
as I mentioned before, this was the final single to be lifted from the album. In some countries, this was the seventh single released from the album. The band performed the track at the very, very first MTV European Music Awards in Germany in 1994. The track reached the top 10 in Canada and Israel and top 20 in the US and the UK. So Ace of Base had one massive debut album. Let's look at the stats for that huge release from Ace of Base. Combining the original album, the US release and the European reissue, the debut album reached number one in 14 countries and has sold over 21 million copies worldwide, including 9 million copies in the US alone. In 1994, Ace of Base won two American Music Awards for Favourite Band, Duo or Group and Favourite New Artist. They also won three Billboard Music Awards for Number One Single, Top New Artist and Artist of the Year. In 1995, Ace of Base were nominated for three Grammy Awards, Best Pop Album, Best New Artist and Best Vocal Performance by a duo or group. Unfortunately, on the flip side, in 1994, an obsessed fan broke into the group's family home with a knife. Jenny woke up with a knife to her throat, and understandably, after the terrifying incident, the band beefed up their security. The price of fame, hey? It must have been so hard for the band at the time. They had some amazing highs career-wise, but behind the scenes, that would have really shaken the band up big time. It's time for album number two, The Bridge. This was released in October 1995. Now, I remember this time really, really clearly. As I said at the start of the podcast episode, I was working in Kmart at the time in the Sun and Vision department where we sold so many CDs, videotapes. This was the 90s, so it was the height of music retail and CDs sold by the truckload. I remember the first album sold really, really well. But the second album, I had some reservations. I remember at the time we got a massive box of the album come into stock. And I remember saying to my boss, why do we order so many copies of The Bridge? Keeping in mind, stock orders were done by head office, not by the actual store. So with so many copies of The Bridge ready to sell, I was secretly hoping that the album would sell equally as big as the debut album. But sadly, that wasn't the case. The second album, The Bridge, was released in October 1995. And unlike the debut album, this time around, each band member had a hand in writing and producing songs for the album. Outside producers, including Max Martin, were also brought in to shape the album. Lynn and Jenny wrote three tracks each, and Buddha also co-wrote three tracks. The Bridge reached number one in Sweden, number 28 in New Zealand, 29 in the US, 46 in Australia and 66 in the UK. The album reached the top 10 in Canada, Argentina, Austria, Finland, France, Germany and Switzerland. Overall, The Bridge sold over 5 million copies worldwide. 
Let's check out the debut single from a second album, The Bridge. This is Lucky Love. It's was Lucky Love, written by Joker and Billy Steinberg, produced by Joker, Dennis Pop and Max Martian. Outside the US, the lead single was this track. Lucky Love debuted at number one in Sweden and Finland, number two in Denmark, number six in Spain, nine in France, 12 in New Zealand and Norway, 13 in Germany, 30 in Australia, 20 in the UK and number 30 in the US. At the time in the 90s, it was a beautiful life for Ace of Base. Beautiful Life, written by Joker and John Ballard, produced by Dennis Pop, Max Martin and Joker. In the US, Beautiful Life was the lead single from the album. This was co-produced by Swedish producer Max Martin and this track was one of his very first success stories on the US and UK singles chart. Beautiful Life was another top 10 hit right across Europe, reaching number 11 here in Australia, but only number 44 in New Zealand. Let's move on to the final single released from the album The Bridge. This is Never Gonna Say I'm Sorry. again written by Joker, produced by Dennis Pop, Max Martin and Joker. This was the third and final single released from the second album, The Bridge. Never Gonna Say I'm Sorry reached number 6 in Hungary, top 20 in Denmark, Finland and the Netherlands. Overall, the second album, The Bridge, did not live up to sales of the debut album, with the band claiming the album was rushed due to pressure from worldwide record labels to follow up the debut album quickly. And sadly, the band were correct. Had they taken their time in releasing the second album, I think it would have done much better. By the time Ace of Base released their third album, Flowers, in June 1998, the band were given much more time to work on their third album, which was renamed as Cruel Summer in the US. Sister Jenny took over lead vocals for the album, as behind the scenes, unfortunately, Lynn wasn't dealing with fame too well and was suffering from depression. Let's go back to April 1998. This is the lead single from the album Flowers, Life is a Flower. We live in a free world. I whistle down the wind, carry on smiling. Hello, 
Life as a Flower was released in Europe in April 1998 and became a huge hit on radio in Europe. Life as a Flower reached number one in Hungary, number three in Denmark, Finland and Scotland, number five in Sweden and the UK, number seven in Spain and 29 in New Zealand. When it came time to release the track in the US, it was the second single released from the album, but it was totally reworked and co-written by Mark Chapman, sung in a different key with different lyrics and another title, Whenever You're Near Me. Really, really bizarre how they've done this for the US market. Made no sense whatsoever. But let's check out that US version of Life is a Flower Whenever You're Near Me. Sadly, that version only reached number 76 in the US and number 51 in Canada. This would be the last chart entry from Ace of Base in the US and Canada, proving that maybe they should have released the song Life is a Flower as it was. This next single was a second single outside the US, but the first single in the US and this was a cover of Banana Rama. This is Ace of Bases version of Cruel Summer. version was produced by UK production team Cutfather and Joe. Cool Summer reached number 10 in the US, their fourth and last top 10 hit in the US. Cool Summer also reached the top 10 in Belgium, Hungary, Netherlands, Poland and the UK where it reached number 8. In New Zealand, it reached number 40, and here in Australia, number 59. Okay guys, the last song we're going to look at from Ace of Bass, from their third album, Flowers. This is Always Have, Always Will. I always influenced track reaching number two in Poland, number 10 in Scotland, 12 in the UK, 15 in Ireland and 61 here in Australia. So those were three singles from the third album Flowers. There were also three other tracks that were released as singles in various parts of the world including Travel to Romantis, Every Time It Rains and Cecilia. The third album Flowers debuted at number one in Switzerland, number two in Finland, number three in Germany, 
five in Sweden, seven in Hungary, and 15 in the UK. The US version, renamed Cruel Summer, reached number 23 in Canada, but in the US, it reached a disappointing 101 on their Billboard 200 album chart. Such a disappointing result for the band, and I really think that the US label had too much influence on the third album. In November 1999, the compilation Singles of the 90s was released. This reached number 14 in Sweden and reached the top 40 in eight European countries. Sadly, by the end of the 90s, the Ace of Base success story was over, especially in the US. But the band must be really proud of their achievements. To date, Ace of Base have sold about 50 million records worldwide making them the third most successful Swedish act after ABBA and Roxette. So we've gone through the history of Ace of Bass and their music. What are the band up to these days? Well, Jonas, also known as Joker, has his own studio, The Barn. He's married with four children and living in Sweden. Earth, also known as Buddha, has three children with his girlfriend and, like Jonas, still lives in Sweden. Lynn, who sang a lot of the lead vocals on the first two albums, is happy to live away from a spotlight, living a peaceful life in Sweden. And finally, Jenny. She released a solo album in 2010. She's married with two children and still lives in Sweden. And Jenny still tours as Jenny from Ace of Base, playing 90s festivals all over the world, including a few years ago here in Australia. Most recently, she played 90s festivals in the UK in August and just last month. So I really hope you've enjoyed going back to the 90s with me on this week's podcast episode, celebrating the Eurodark sounds of the 90s with Ace of Base. Make sure you hop online to your favorite streaming service and rediscover those classic songs from Ace of Base. All the albums and singles and remixes are all on streaming services. As always, I will be celebrating Ace of Base on my social media this week on Facebook, X, TikTok and Instagram, posting heaps of retro photos and videos. I really hope you enjoy those 90s retro moments on my social media this week. And talking of social media, make sure you stay tuned to my socials this weekend to find out who we're celebrating next week on the podcast. But until then, you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Oh.